0: Hello, everyone. Again, uh, Brother Christopher Walker here uh, as we continue into our last lesson of the series that we've been doing entitled The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Uh, I like today's lesson uh, because it, it deals with failure. And if we are all honest with each other. I think everyone who is listening to this uh, has had to deal with failure, uh, how you deal with verse. Uh, how someone else uh, deals with it may be totally different. Uh, but today we're going to talk about how God, he desires to empower us uh, so that we can rise above the failures of our own lives. Uh, many of us have failed personally. Uh, we may have failed in school. Uh, we may have failed uh, whether it be uh, our job or occupation. Uh, maybe it's your relationships with your, your family. Um, I think we all have failed and it's something that we need to deal with. And so today uh, we're going to go to Genesis 35 and we're going to be reading verses 6 and 7. Again, Genesis 35 and we're going to be reading verses 6 and 7. While you find that, uh, let's quickly ask God uh, uh, to empower us and help us as we go through this lesson. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again uh, for this day that you have created, God. You have created it for your glory and you have created us for uh, your glory. And so, Father, as we as we journey uh, in this life, God, you have allowed failures to be a part of our lives, God. And I believe that they can, even in our failures, we can give you glory. And so I pray, Father, that you would speak to us in a supernatural way, uh, God, as we deal with today's lesson. I pray, Lord God, that you would give someone hope. I pray that you would encourage, God, oh, Father, that we would be able, we would be strengthened, that we may be able to continue to walk this walk, God, that we may be able to run this race with patience. And so I ask that your blessing be upon us today. In Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Again, uh, Genesis 35, 6 and 7. Uh It says, so Jacob came to Luz." which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, he and all the people that were with him. And he built an altar there and came to the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he had fled from the face of his brother. Uh, I know this verse, it may not uh, sound like it deals with uh, with failure, but it deals Um, with the story of Jacob who encountered failure in his life. And so we're going to get to it. But as I said before, failure uh, is a part of life. Uh, It's something that every human being uh, will have to deal with on the face of this planet. Now, because you fail, it doesn't mean uh, you're no good. But what we have to understand and realize is, is that failure is always a learning experience. Uh, If I can say it uh, this way, uh, I would say that failure is life's greatest teacher. Here's the key. If you're willing to learn Uh, a lot of times at church. uh, And I think this is um, more important even now as I get older. uh, I really want to become one of those people who just take notes uh, after every sermon, not just to take notes, but here's the key, uh, to go back and look over those things, uh, that the preacher may have been preaching about that I have written in my notes. I think when we fail in life, uh, one of the best things we can do is go back and look, go back and re-examine, uh, how did the failure happen? Uh, what circumstances, what caused it, because in doing so that failure can become the greatest teacher uh, that you will ever encounter uh, in your entire life. And so again, failure is a part of life. Uh, How do you handle it? Uh, Jeremiah 8.4, listen what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, God, he said to Jeremiah, say to the people, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, Hey, don't they get up again? When they discover they're on the wrong road, don't they turn back? Again, this is a this is a verse that I would like to reference to failure, uh, because when we fail, uh, we fall down. Hey, but you get back up Uh, when people realize that they're going in the wrong direction, uh, which can be uh, a type of failure. Uh, because you're failing to make it to the, the, the destination that you want to arrive to. Uh, Jeremiah says, uh, uh, Don't they turn back? I mean, don't they make a correction? Don't they make a, an adjustment uh, so that the failure doesn't stay a failure? It can then turn into a success. Proverbs 24 and 16 it says, For a just man fall in the seven times and riseth up again. Uh, just because you put your faith in Jesus Christ does not mean you will encounter failure. Uh, I, I hate to even look at it like this, but even if uh, you want to do a good thing and you want to start a church and you want people to get saved, if you are not careful, that church can possibly close down. You can fail to successfully start a church. Uh, you can fail to successfully lead people uh, to God. And so we have to learn from our failures uh, so that we can glorify God. <clears throat> now, getting back to Jacob, Jacob left home um, because his brother had desired to kill him uh, when the father uh, had died. And so uh, he left home. He took off. uh And part of the purpose was also to find him a wife. Uh, but as he gets to the land of Bethel, uh he finds that place as a place of rest. Uh, night had come, he had to close his eyes, and it was that night that <clears throat> he dreamed he was at the foot of a ladder. The ladder was set on earth, but apparently, uh, it was leaning on nothing. It was going up to heaven. And so his, uh, his eyes, uh, Jacob's eyes, I can imagine they followed the, uh, the ladder up, up, up into the heavens and, The Bible says the angels were descending on the ladder and ascending it again until the entire ladder was covered uh, with with glowing beams, if I could say it that way. And so his eyes, they were drawn higher to a figure standing above the ladder, uh, which happened to be God. And God spoke to him and said that I am the Lord of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac. He said, The land whereon thou liest, to thee I will give it to you and your seed. And your seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again. And to this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. And so after hearing this from God, Jacob, he replies in Genesis twenty eight sixteen and says, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Uh, you can imagine that his heart was pounding with fear uh, because it says that Jacob said, how dreadful is is this place again he said how dreadful is this place this is none other but the house of god and this is the gate of heaven uh it was at this point that jacob he decided to make a covenant with god and he said uh in genesis 28 verses 20 through 22 uh, if god will be with me and will keep me in this way that i go And will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I can come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I surely give the tenth unto thee. Now, some of you may be asking, how in the world uh, does this story relate to failure? And so as we go, we we have to go back. Uh, from birth, uh, Jacob, his life, uh, it was colored with negative expectations. And some of you may be in the same situation from the day that you were born, when you were a child. It seemed like uh, no one was optimistic about your life and what you would bring to this world. Uh, but first of all, understand that Jacob, uh, he w- he was named that uh, because when he had come out the womb, he was grabbing, uh, his brother's heel. And so his name, it means heel grabber, uh, but more so it means, uh, it means trickster or supplanter. Again, his name means to be a trickster. Uh, even, even as Jacob and Esau, uh, wrestled in the womb of their mother, God had foretold that Esau would serve Jacob. Again, he has a twin brother. And so on the day they were born, Esau, he was born first. And then Jacob was born uh, grabbing on to Esau's hill. Now you have to understand that names, they absolutely meant something in that society. Uh, A name, it could shape a person's destiny. From that moment of birth, Isaac, uh, who is Jacob's dad and Rebecca, Jacob's mom, I can imagine that they studied these boys trying to pick names that suited each of the boys character or their physical appearance. And so Esau uh, was so named because his name means to be red and he was born uh, red all over like a like a hairy garment. And again, as of Jacob, because he grabbed his brother's heels. uh, I mean, yeah, he grabbed his brother's heel. His parents named him Jacob. And again, it it means a, a trickster. Now, me personally, I don't know about you, but me personally, I wouldn't give my my child a name that had a negative connotation to it. That's just me personally. Uh, Even if I knew my child was going to be evil, (laughs) I I still wouldn't give him a name like that. Because imagine this name uh, every time someone would call on it. uh, In some cases, it would remind you of the meaning of the name. Every time Jacob heard his name, it was a reminder that he had grabbed his brother's heel. It was almost as if people had expected him to try to trip up his brother. You get that grabbing his heel? It was like to trip up his brother in order to get ahead by dishonest means. I mean, what negative expectations to place on your child. But when you think about it, many people do the same thing today, placing expectations on uh, on family members, friends or or even co-workers. Uh, Again, going back to the story, it was favoritism that drove a wedge through Jacob's family. Uh, Esau, he was the favorite of his son, Isaac, uh, because Isaac, he loved the fact that Esau was a hunter. And could go and hunt and bring in fresh game. And uh, Isaac, uh, he loved venison and and things of that nature. Uh, Esau, he also knew how to cook it and flavor it just for his dad. And so uh, you can imagine why his dad favored him over Jacob. uh, Because on the other hand, Rebecca, the mother, uh, she liked Jacob because Jacob helped around the tent. And if something needed to be done around the tent, Jacob was the one on hand to do it. And so if there was a heavy lifting job or some fixing to do, hey, Jacob was right there while Esau was in the field. Uh, Jacob, he even helped with cooking. And so what mother would not love some help in the kitchen? And so uh, there was a split right down the middle of the family. Isaac, he loved Esau most and Rebecca, she loved Jacob most, and each parent was determined that their favorite child would succeed, and it uh, eventually, uh, it it caused a great problem uh, within the family, and uh, I would say that is certainly not a recipe uh, for family harmony uh, nor family success. Uh, Now, Jacob, again, he lived up to his parents' negative expectations, and one day, Jacob uh he was cooking lentils uh when his brother esau had returned from hunting and after a long day in the field esau apparently uh, as if he was starving to death uh he goes to jacob and basically demands food he he wants food and jacob the the trickster that he is uh tripping his brother he he demanded that esau would give him his birthright In exchange for the lentil soup or whatever it may be. And so Jacob, he was willing to use any leverage he could to advance his position uh, in the family. Now, imagine your father is old and blind. Um, He is expected to die at some time. and, And you know that your brother is supposed to receive the birthright, your twin brother. And so your, your blind dad, he calls for your older brother who is a hunter and asks him to go and uh, kill one last deer to prepare the meal and to serve him the last meal. And at that meal, your father is going to make your older brother the beneficiary of a large portion of the inheritance. Now, when I say older brother, I'm only speaking maybe a minute, a few minutes older. Now, I can see Jacob making the case that he and his brothers should split the inheritance right down the middle. But in reality, Jacob, he knew what tradition was. And tradition was this, that the firstborn, whether he was 10 years older, 5 years older, a year older, or even a minute older, the firstborn was almost always given the inheritance of his father. And with this in mind, Jacob, his mother, calls him. And together they form a plan to deceitfully take the birthright of Esau. Now, just for a second, I want you to put yourself in Jacob's shoes. Fearful. Imagine he was probably fearful that he might get caught. But yet he tells his dad that he is his brother Esau. When you think about it, it's actually a pretty low move. But that's exactly what Jacob did. And, you know, you know, the story. He went through the whole thing and he received the blessing. And Esau, he came in and found out what had happened. Of course, he was furious. Uh, And he said in Genesis 27 and 36, he says, is not he rightly named Jacob for he hath supplanted. He has supplanted me these two times he took away my birthright and behold now he hath taken away my blessing that's in genesis 2736 esau he threw jacob's name in his face and as far as esau was concerned jacob had done nothing but turn out as bad as everyone had always expected him to it was almost that J, it was almost like jacob had lived to the expectation Of his name. He lived up to that expectation. Have you ever lived up to the expectations uh, or should I say the negative expectations uh, that someone else has placed on you? Uh, When you heard them say that you were going to be this or that you weren't going to do that and and then those things came true. Um, I can imagine that. If so, you would feel like a failure in that moment. Uh, it would probably make you uh, upset and you would want to prove them wrong. But in that moment, in that moment, uh, you would feel like a failure. And so uh, after this, again, Esau, he wanted to kill his brother. And so uh, Jacob, uh, he had to go. Uh, he had to run for his life. He went from comfort of the tent to literally using a stone pillow to sleep on. And maybe this was considered the rock bottom of Jacob's life. Uh, listen, have you ever hit rock bottom? Uh, I remember in my life, uh, the lowest part of my life. Uh, I remember it as if it was yesterday. It felt that all hope was taken away from me. And I'm sure many of us, and when we think about that rock bottom of my life, uh, you probably felt the same way. What I learned at that moment was that was the easiest place to give up when I was at rock bottom, when it seemed like nothing was going how I wanted it to go. But as I said at the beginning of uh, of this message, uh, this is a time to reevaluate life and to, to come up with a new game plan. And I thank God that in the midst of me being so depressed, uh, in my rock bottom at the lowest point of my life, I, I'm grateful uh, that God was with me um, and because I began to self-talk. I began to speak to myself. The Bible says that David encouraged himself. I began to speak to myself. Um, and I remember people I, I remember hearing uh, quotes about a hey, well, the good thing about being at rock bottom is hey, the only way to go is up. And so I would I would say to myself, all right, you got this. Uh, You got to start over. And but guess what? It's only going to be good from here. It's only going to get better. And so it took me a while. It wasn't something that was uh, instant. uh, But I remember walking in the rain. It was raining outside, pouring hard. And I remember people uh, were trying to give me a ride. But I was just so depressed that I desired to just walk in the rain. And I walked all over Rock Island. I can't tell you how long I was walking, but it was that time by myself uh, where I could just reevaluate things and ask myself, why am I here in life? And it's during that rock bottom season uh, that I believe that God, he really gets your attention. And so there's good sometimes when you can hit rock bottom because that's when God can talk to you the most. Uh, That's when you're most desperate to hear. And so God, he did the exact same thing to Jacob. God, amazingly, at this, what I would call rock bottom stage, he gave Jacob a vision, a vision at at Bethel and offered him a covenant, which is the verse that we had read today. And as Jacob, as I'm sorry, as described Jacob, he saw the vision of a ladder. With angels and with God above and God gave Jacob that same covenant that he had made with his grandfather, Abraham, and with his dad, Isaac. Now, here's the funny part, because when God reveals himself to Jacob, Jacob, Jacob had just got done deceiving uh, his father, Isaac, lying uh he he put the the animal uh uh the, the the lamb skin on himself so that he would feel furry like his brother Esau uh had his his mother cook up some food so that it would taste good like Esau would make and he tricked himself into receiving the blessing but yet we find that when he is at his lowest point when he is running for his life uh, his dad is getting ready to die, he believes. His brother wants to kill him. He has to leave his mother. And at his lowest point, God shows up to him in a vision. Shows up to him in a vision. Now, I, I say this because why would God do that after he just deceived him? He just deceived his father. But yet God shows up. Now, I'm not saying that God, uh that he is going to just bless you when you're out here sinning. But what I'm saying is God knew that he was already going to bless Jacob and he knew that Jacob uh, was going to go through all of these things. Uh He knew all of this. But yet God still decided to bless him. And I want to speak to somebody right now. Listen, you're going through a rough time in life and you've received prophecy. Uh, You know that God wanted you to do this and that God wanted you to do that. Listen, the position that you're in right now, God knew that you were going to be in that position. But yet he still spoke a future in your life for you to do something to bring glory to his name. Now, because you make mistakes does not mean that God is going to remove that reality from your life. Listen, it's up to you to do like Proverbs 24 says For a righteous man falleth down seven times, but he gets back up. And so I want to encourage somebody right now. You may feel like you're at rock's bottom and that nobody is on your side and that you're all by yourself. Well, I got good news for you because Jacob was all by himself. But yet that was the time that God had spoke to him. It was when everything was bad. It wasn't when he was on the mountaintop, but it was when he was on the valley low. That's when God spoke to him. And so I want to encourage somebody right now uh, as I get ready to end this. This message, listen, this is the perfect situation for you to hear the voice of God. This is the perfect time because God is not just the God of those people who obey his voice. He's just not the God of those people uh, who uh, go to church and uh, who do this and do that. But God, he is the God of of your life, even when you fail, uh, even when you may not be doing exactly what he wants you to do. His mercy and his grace, it, it far outweighs uh, the things that you're doing uh, in your life right now and God, he still has a place and a thing for you to do. He still has it for you. And so I tell you right now, stand up. Listen, get up. reevaluate your life. Look over your life and see what has caused you to be in this situation that you're in. Now, this doesn't mean to look back. Uh, at those things and be like, well, this person, if they wouldn't have did this, I wouldn't be here. No, I'm saying look back so you can avoid those mistakes, avoid dealing with those type of people. If whatever it was that tripped you up, now, you know, moving into the future uh that you won't deal with those type of people. And if you have to, you will deal with them accordingly. Look back over the past, whatever it is, five years, 10 years, 15 years and see Uh, What is that thing? And maybe it could be multiple things, but what has caused you to be in this position? And now we avoid those things. Now we, we go about things a different way. Because in doing so, God will lift your head back up. And he will take you to the place that you belong. Listen, this is not the end. This is not the end. But this is the time that the light bulb has gone off. And now you can really walk uh, into your promise, the promise that God has for your life. Again, don't give up. Listen, God, he is the God of failures and he wants to use your failure to bring him glory. I said that right. He wants to use your fail- failure. Uh, he wants to use your sin He wants to use your downfalls to yet bring him glory because that's just who he is. He can turn your situation around that you can minister to people who are walking in your same shoes, doing exactly what you did. But he can use you to help them people uh, not get to the point that you've gotten to. And if they do, he can use you to help them to bring uh, help you bring them out of that pit. And so it's going to depend on you, uh, getting in the face of God and allowing, uh, God to speak to you, you hearing His voice. But again, He's the God of, He's the God of people who fail. And you may have failed, but listen, God, He wants to lift you back up. And so we're gonna pray and, um, and let's just ask God to help us in that time. Uh, let's pray for those who may be going, uh through a rough time right now in this season. Um, but we're gonna pray that God He sends His mercy and His grace to their life, uh, that it may lift these people up and they realize uh the direction that they need to go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you again uh that you don't give up on us. Um if you were one that would give up on us, Father, I would not have a chance. Uh I, I would have been left, I would have been lost years ago. And so I thank you, Lord God, for giving me another opportunity, another chance. Uh, when I had fell down, when I had given up on myself, you sent people in my life to minister to me. Uh, you sent people to lift me up and to encourage me again. And I would ask that you would do that not only in my life, but also in the life of those who are listening, Lord God. There will be times in life where our heads will hang low and we will it would seem as if you are not there, Lord God. But I would pray, Lord God, that we would... Uh, Just remember this message that we will remember Jacob and every other character, Lord God, who hit rock bottom, Lord, that we will look up because we can only go up from here. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would connect us with people, Lord God, that will help us bring uh, uh, bring your glory to pass in our life i pray against the spirit of depression lord god that the enemy will want to bring upon us uh, as we go through failures in life to give up on what you uh, have called us to do god uh, but i just i just ask you right now father to send forth your spirit out Lord, that you may lift somebody up right now. I know, Father, that there is someone that is listening to this, God, who needs your voice right now. They need you to speak to them. They need you to give them a vision. And so I ask you and I intercede in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, speak into their life. I pray, God, that arrangements would be made, Lord God, that they would run into the right people at the right time. God, allow your spirit to flow and to move in their lives. I pray that you would cause the earth, Lord God, and cause creation, God, to readjust their schedules to meet this person, God, so that they don't give up on you, uh, Lord, and glorify and make the devil happy. But I pray that they would be lifted up in this season, Lord God, in this season. Oh, that they may look back at this day one, one day, Lord God, and glorify you because you had been there the whole time. Again, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thanks for joining me this uh, series, The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I sincerely hope that you receive something from it and uh, looking forward uh, to uh, hearing next month's lesson. Again, uh, we'll be back uh, next Sunday. <clears throat> and so uh, please join us. I may not be teaching, uh, but whoever it is, uh, I'm sure it's going to be great. And so let's remember uh, we serve a God uh, of people who fail. He, he, he knows it. He expects it. But the question is, what are you going to do after you fail? You're going to stand back up and we're going to walk in the glory of God. God bless you all. I hope you have an awesome week uh, and looking forward to seeing you all soon. God bless you.